Hey everyone, welcome back for episode 124 of The Path Podcast. I'm Jason. Hey, I'm Derek. And we are so glad that you've decided to join us on The Path today. Uh, Continuing on in the book of Revelation, we are getting closer and closer to the end. Uh, But this past week, we looked at Revelation 18 verses 9 through 20, where we continue to see um, these songs that are that are present um, at the fall of Babylon, and um, we talked about uh, last week how it's this it's kind of this weird juxtaposition of songs that are also pronouncing judgment uh, on Babylon, which is not typically the thing that we see. Um, but then you brought up this week that this is that the second section of the chapter is more like a like a funeral dirge, um, and so. Derek, why don't you walk us through, uh, maybe just give us kind of the Cliff Notes version of this section of the chapter, and then uh, what are some handles that we can hold on to uh, as we as we think through these verses? Yeah, yeah, it is. It's a requiem is what, what mm-hmm. I called it. I called uh, the, the title of the message was The World's Requiem. Yeah. Um, uh, having been a uh, music major at one point in my life, we sang a lot of requiems, <laughs> you know. Yeah. They're, they're very somber. Uh, minor key, you know, mm-hmm. um, elaborate, and so this is not like a, like these people are singing a jubilation or a. Yeah. It's not a celebration uh, song. No, yeah. not at all. They're they're, um, it's the world's um, reflection through song of um, their grief over um, all the. Th- all the trappings of the world mm. disappearing, yeah. go you know, dying really, yeah. And so you know you you see you see this requiem, um, this funeral song, uh, commemorating that and, and really lamenting that. Yeah. I, and I'd like to talk about lament in a moment, but uh, before we do, let me just kind of say, kind of this real quick, just you know, overview of what what was happening there is that basically. You you've got various singers in this, mm-hmm. um, you know, almost three acts, if you will, in this um, in this requiem, this uh, operatic moment. You know, this, if you're if you're kind of thinking of it that way. And so you've got the different players are the first players are the kings of the earth or rulers of the earth, and you know what that represents and helps us to see is just that the world's government the world's rulers will one day um, mourn the fact that the world and all the things about the world have have disappeared yeah um, particularly the pleasures it talks about how these kings committed sexual immorality with with Babylon with the the, the prostitutes mm-hmm. woman who has died and so, what they're mourning is that their sexual pleasure is gone. Yeah. The, the 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 object of their sexual pleasure is gone. So they they are mourning um, not a a person or a thing. You know, they are mourning the loss of the things, the lewd, disgusting acts that mm-hmm. they committed. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, I mentioned this in the sermon, it, it's 
the, the Satan and, and the system of the world, the, the beasts and the and the the dragon and all this stuff, you know, really pulls the carpet out from under. Mm, yeah. Um, under the world at this moment, I, I likened it into uh, a scene that I, I've mentioned before. It just it really. Um, really hits home for me is that uh, scene in The Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe where the, the Ice Queen, this, you know, this uh, terrible person who's inflicted, win- you know, perpetual winter on yeah. Narnia, uh, finds, you know, one of the sons of Adam, uh, one of these Pevensey kids, Edmund, and and taunts him and tempts him with just this this pleasure, this, this uh, you know, Turkish delight. Yeah. And that's all he can think about, all he can think about. And he goes to this uh, queen <clears throat> to receive it. And she's like, "You didn't bring it. You didn't do anything I said." Mm-hmm. And so I'm taking this away. You know, I'm doing everything except for taking your life away in this moment. You yeah. know, so that's it. Like that's that's the world. It it taunts us with these pleasures. Sexual immorality is the one mentioned here. That's a huge one. You know, it, it's like. The world constantly says, "Do whatever you want." Yeah, it's whatever your, makes you feel good. Yeah. It's your body; you do it. Yeah, you know, it's the pleasure you want to chase. Go for it. You know, love is love. I mean, all these kind of things, yeah. right? When really, it's just masquerading in this pleasure seeking that is not what God intended. Yeah, and uh, well, and and the lie. That that pleasure is better than what God offers. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and so we do a disservice to ourselves and to the world if we don't call it what it is. Mm-hmm. And and that's what's happened. We we in a lot of ways just allow this this lewd pleasure seeking just even to infiltrate the church. You yeah, know, and and. Um, we have to be careful of that because we're essentially taking people's eyes off of the glory of Christ, right. the glory of heaven, the glory of Jesus, and all that He offers by saying, "Well, you know, you just you do you, you yeah. know, and and, uh, and all that." So mm-hmm. that's what's happening, and these people are mourning that they're right. they're you know they're not upset that this woman is dead. They they are upset that the pleasure that they got from her yeah. is gone. The second act if you will are um, <clears throat> the merchants mm-hmm. representing you know this economic system that was built upon you know this woman and what she offered and promised and all these wonderful things uh, the song uh, they they sing two stanzas it's a four stanza uh, song but they and they sing two of them in the mm-hmm. middle and um, their stanzas say hey you know, the glorious, precious stuff that we have gone, right? The splendid and glamorous things is how the CSB uh, mm. translates it. And then another passage says, fabulous wealth, you know? So it's yeah. like, man, it's these really descriptive words to say all that these wonderful things, mm-hmm. these material possessions are gone. And, and what we see is the world will mourn the disappearance of the material possessions they enjoyed, you know? I mean, eventually... Yeah. The carpet's pulled out, and all the things, all the trappings, all the things that that enticed people and 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 
lured them in are mm-hmm. now gone. Yeah. It's it's the it's a cosmic bait and switch, yeah. you know. And uh, and they mourn that. They mourn that their stuff is gone. Mm. Here's the interesting thing. They mourn that their stuff is gone. They're not even mourning the fact that of the, the position the source, that they're yeah. in. Yeah. yeah. They're not mourning the position that this leaves them in. Right. They're they're not mourning. They're more concerned about their souls, or they're more concerned about their stuff than yeah. they are about their eternal souls. Right. right? Like it's just it's like the a, epitome oh, of no, idolatry. It is. Yeah, All epitome. of our stuff is gone. It's like yeah. your soul is going to perish. Right. Do you not realize that? They yeah. don't. Yeah, I I love the way that ESV puts it um, in verse fourteen. It says it's the merchants talking, like basically to the the prostitute saying. All of your delicacies and your splendors are lost to us, never to be found again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like, you guys have totally missed the point. Yeah. That's you not, have totally missed the point. That's not that's not it. And you're not yeah. thinking about, you know, when Jesus encountered the rich young ruler, right? Yeah. And he comes to him and he, he says, hey, you know, I want to follow you. I want eternal life. How do I get that? And Jesus says, hey. And... and Parenthetically, John tells us because this man had a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And Jesus says, hey, one one thing you lack, because he asked him if he kept all the commandments. He says, oh, I've kept all those from from birth. And he says, okay, one thing you lack, go sell all your stuff, mm-hmm. and then come and follow me. And the guy just hangs his head and walks mm-hmm. away. And it's like, gosh. you know. And Jesus even says, it's impossible. It's, it's more possible for... A man to pass through the eye of a needle, or uh, uh, the eye of a, or the a camel, camel to pass through <laughs> yeah. the eye of a needle. Sorry, the camel yeah. to pass through the eye of a needle, than for a rich man to go mm-hmm. to heaven. So he says. Yeah. Well, the disciples say, "Oh my goodness! Well, who could go then? You know." And he says, "It's impossible with man. It's everything is possible with God." Yeah. So it, it just goes to show you, if we are holding on to our stuff, mm-hmm. all the things, possessions, the wealth, fabulous wealth, you know splendid and glamorous things. I mean, if we're holding to all that, it's this weight that holds us down that we, you know, we can't let it go. Mm-hmm. And uh, if it's more important to us than um, than our, you know, than our Christ, than our Lord, yeah. our Savior, and God Almighty. And that'd be, you're right, it's idolatry. It's we, we've, we've worshipped this instead yeah. of who God is. I think, I think it's a really great challenge to us, too, to, like, what, what is the, or, Let's be on guard. Let's constantly reevaluate our situation of, is there anything in my life that I have knowingly or unknowingly placed in a position like that in yeah. my life? Because I I would think that, um, you know, the rich young ruler doesn't come to Jesus being a very religious man. If he's keeping all the commandments, mm-hmm. probably a great guy. Yeah. But he didn't come to Jesus saying, well, I'm clearly an idolater. I've yeah. made an idol out of my possessions. So how can I get into heaven, Jesus? Yeah. That guy, he, it, I'm sure it was like a knife to the heart when Jesus said, yeah, just go sell all your things and then yeah. you can enter. And it's like, oh my gosh, I've made an idol out of that thing. And maybe mm-hmm. that's not the thought he had. But we can infer that out of Scripture yeah. that what what is the thing in your life? Is there a thing in your life that, that you have placed in a position like that where mm-hmm. you put so much emphasis on it that it would prevent you from following after Christ? Yeah, and this passage is not compelling us to go live a life in squalor. No, not at all. Or at all. to live a life without possessions or yeah. to live a life without wealth. Um, 
you know, uh, the Proverbs tell you, you know, uh, you know, a man who, you know, doesn't leave a legacy for his kids is, you know, worse mm-hmm. than a, um, worse than a sinner. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you like you you have these other scriptures to say, you know, those kind of things. Um, and so you have to look at it in all the context. Absolutely. But what 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 is being clearly stated here is that do the things you have mm-hmm. have you yeah or, one of the things that we're really good at as humans is making idols out of things mm-hmm. or are you <laughs> yeah. are you able to release those things because they don't matter to you right. compared yeah. to the wealth you know the the worth of knowing Christ Jesus your lord yeah. you know and and Paul says that he says listen i mm-hmm. all things i'm i'm pressing on toward Christ mm-hmm. you know i'm i'm laying off all things you know um the right of Hebrews tells us, uh, with such a great cloud of witnesses around us, yeah. let's let us throw off every weight that holds us down. You know the things that tangle us up, and let's throw those off and let's go to Christ. You know, let's mm-hmm. run to Christ, and that's that's just something we constantly have to do. Yeah, uh, doesn't mean we have to go sell all of our stuff now and then right. you know, sell our home and live in a tent, you know, or in a van by, down by the river. Mm-hmm. Although those are expensive now because uh, they're <laughs> right. really excited. You know, thing. People do that and you know mm-hmm. live in that live them and but they're like very luxurious yeah. you know so but that's that's not the intended meaning of all this the intended meaning of all this is like hey where where do you place your like who is your ultimate like what yeah. is your ultimate is are your things your ultimate mm-hmm. is sexual desire your ultimate is a you know yeah, uh, another person pleasures mm-hmm. seeking pleasures is that your uh, ultimate. Or is Christ Jesus your ultimate? Right. Like is yeah. and, and if he's not, then maybe you do need to get rid of some of those things. Sure. Yeah. Uh, if there are things in our lives that are keeping us from there, mm-hmm. then maybe we do. I think it's why Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, "Hey, if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off. You don't even yeah. need that hand. It's going to cause you to sin. If like that's the thing, throw it away. If you have an eye that causes you to sin, gouge that thing out. Yeah. Right. So the idea is that. If those things, uh, possessions, uh, sexual, you know, sexual immorality or any kind of pleasure seeking, mm-hmm. if those things are ultimate to you, and you cannot let them go, yeah. then you need to pray and help God. Ask God to help you mm-hmm. to get rid of those things, and and it might mean a physical, yeah, uh, release of those things. It sure. may, it, but it may just mean that you. You work through it, and you say, yeah. "Lord, you're more important to me than these things," you know. And yeah, uh, God changed my desires. Yeah, changed my heart, changed yeah. my desires. You know that kind of thing. So yeah, absolutely. The third thing that we see is that the world uh, actually kind of mocks that final stanza, the the half, second half of the final stanza. They're 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 singing to the, you know, rejoice in the world, rejoice um, over her heaven, rejoice. That you that she's dead basically rejoice over this you know mm-hmm. because God has pronounced uh, on her the judgment she passed on you so it, it's it in my mind it seems very mocking and yeah. I think that's where the world is you know, like they don't yeah. even care about their own their own their own plight their mm-hmm. own demise they're just like you took it away right just aren't you happy yeah yeah you yeah. know yeah. Aren't you so happy that this is what has happened? Rejoice yeah. over this, you know. Right. It's how I, how's how it kind of hit me as I was studying it, and uh, I think the world does that. It's just like, okay, 
You know, you oh, take you guys got what you wanted. You want to yeah. take away all of our stuff, don't yeah. you? You, know, you want to yeah. take away all of our fun. You know, it's this idea that the Christianity is this list of rules that, you know, this and that or whatever. And, you know, I mean, there certainly are rules uh, because you're talking about the God of heaven here. And yeah. uh, uh, we certainly don't want to um, to mock him. Um but people do, you yeah. know, and, and that's what uh, Paul says um, in Galatians 6, 7 through 8, and I read this, is that, don't be deceived, God is not mocked, for whatever a person sows, he'll also reap. And it, so it's like, whatever you put your life into, that's what you're going to reap. And so, you know, don't mock God yeah. uh, and all that. And it, it ties in, I think, very well with that. So... um all that to say, we 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 looked at this work. The world is lamenting in this passage, mm-hmm. right? And this is, I think, it's something that's happened, something that, something that is happening, and mm-hmm. something that will happen most surely and definitively. Um, so, you know, the world is lamenting the wrong things. Yeah, and we talked a little bit about lament for ourselves. You know, it's not a bad thing to lament. So. Um, you know the things, the type of things that we ought to lament. Number one is the prevalence of sin in, in our lives mm-hmm. and in the world. And if there is sin in our life, then we need to mourn it. Uh, Jesus said, "Blessed are the mourn, for they um, will inherit the kingdom of of um, they will inherit the kingdom of God." So it's important for us to to mourn uh, mourn our sin, mourn uh, the prevalence of sin in the world and the effects of sin on yeah. the world. It's okay for us to lament. It's okay for us to lament this. Yeah. It's okay for us to lament that the judgment of God is, has been passed on the world, is being passed on the world, and will be passed on the world. Because yeah. we we know people who are who are encumbered with all these trappings, right? Yeah. They're 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 entangled by it all. We know people that are stuck in those things. So we should lament over sin's power in people's lives the world's power in people's lives and we should lament the idea of of the demise of of this world that we call uh that we call our you know our current home um it's okay and actually good that we lament that god is going to have to judge all this yeah um Hmm. and it's okay for us to Lament circumstances in our lives yeah. and difficulties in our lives. Um, it's okay for us in our lamenting to say, God, why is it this way? Yeah. Why does it have to be this way? Why do you have to pass judgment? Why um, must um, we experience the, the effects of sin? Yeah, yeah. why? Yeah, yeah I, I, uh, I agree. I think that so, I think that so much of of life, um, and you, even as as Christians, this is, this thought process of the world has infiltrated the church that we want to sidestep sadness and lamentation at, at every turn, right? Because I don't want to ever be sad. I just want to I just want to be happy all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, there, there's two thoughts that popped in my mind as you were talking. That number one, um, the the Pixar movie Inside Out like mm-hmm. gave us gave like a perfect visual representation oh, yeah. of this, right? Yeah. So you have these emotions that are in a girl's head and joy just wants everybody to be happy all the time. Mm-hmm. Sadness, mm-hmm. you got to stay away. Stay away. No, 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 mm-hmm. no, don't touch that. Don't be a part of this. Don't mm-hmm. don't 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 be any of this. But in the end, you see that 
spoiler alert if you've not seen Inside Out, but but um, in the end, you see that sadness led to joy in mm-hmm. the end. And I think that's the testimony of Scripture, too, is that lament things so that you might fully appreciate the joy that comes on the other side of that. In that movie, it led to greater joy. Absolutely, it, it did. It was yeah. almost like a superficial joy. Mm-hmm. And then this idea of allowing all the emotions to 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 be uniquely I mean mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a preteen girl you know in sure. this movie. so like it's this navigating of this new life and mm-hmm. all these emotions and yeah. all that kind of kind of rushing in and yeah joy was trying to stave them all off but then once she realized that through a, a dynamic crazy circumstances yeah in this really strange world you know, <laughs> but a very good movie yeah um that it was okay. Yeah, it's okay to feel sadness. It so. was actually led to something greater yeah. than what would have been felt to begin with. You Absolutely, know? yeah. And I, I'll say this often at a wet, at a funeral. Um, yeah. Is it's, it's right to mm-hmm. mourn. It's okay to mourn in this moment because that means that you felt a great love yeah. for the one you're mourning. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. Um, man, that just so is true. Um um, and I think, I think, I think we, in this instance, I think being a part, like what, what we're told to do is live in the world, but not of the world Yeah, means that there's this heart in us that says, man, I want this world to come to Christ. Mm-hmm. I want this world to, to be what it once was maybe, you know I mean? All these things, I think those are good and right things to feel it because it's part of the mourning process to yeah, say absolutely it's not going to be that way again and mm-hmm. unless Jesus does something miraculous in this person's life they they may have to experience this, this judgment yeah. and it's my job in the in the meantime to plead with them beg with them, beg them yeah. you know and those kind of things so I, I interrupted you no 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 you're good that. you're good I I was going to say the other the second thought that I have was that I I experienced this just yesterday so um Merritt I'll try to keep the story short so Mer- Merritt's birthday was last week and um Kim's uh, dad and stepmom paid for him to go indoor skydiving for his birthday um and we he had a blast he had a blast and um after we did that um we went to visit my mom uh, at her house and spend some time with her. And um, I experienced the lament of, gosh, I wish my dad was here. Mm-hmm. Because he would have been so excited to celebrate that with Merritt. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I'm joyful that I still get to spend time with my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it was really hard. Like I had, it was a couple moments yesterday where I was like, God, I can't do this. Like, mm-hmm. I want my dad here so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it led to, um, you know, we get to experience the joy of still being with my mom mm-hmm. and uh, and celebrating, thinking about the fact that I know my dad would have been, he would have loved that. He would have mm-hmm. been like watching that video of Merritt doing all the skydiving stuff that he did. He mm-hmm. would have loved that. Um, but it's, in, in my mind, I think it's a very similar thing to what we see here in the scripture is that it, we should... It's right for us to lament the fact that things are not the way that God intended them to be. Mm-hmm. God created everything perfect, mm-hmm. and He did not intend. He never intended for us to have to experience death. He never intended for us to have to experience loss. But sin has marred that for us. Mm-hmm. And so why would we, as children of God, as 
sons and daughters of the king, why would we not lament the fact that you never meant for it to be this way, Lord? Mm -hmm. Make it right again. Make it right again, Lord. Mm -hmm. Knowing that, (laughs) to, to try to begin to tie a bow on the end of this, there will come a day when we won't have to experience that kind of loss mm-hmm. anymore. There'll come a day when we don't have to experience the effects of sin anymore mm-hmm. in our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get to, thankfully, <laughs> because the last few weeks have been rather heavy, and next week will be kind of heavy too, but when we begin to get into chapters 19, 20, 21, 22, we see God making it all right again, mm-hmm. the way that he intended it to be originally. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, I think um, we should not we should not seek to never experience lamentation in our life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think experiencing lamentation, experiencing sadness, is a gift from God that He gives us the perspective to see this is not the way it was supposed to be. I had something better for you. I have something better for you, um, and. Uh, yeah, lament the fact that it's not the way it's supposed to be. That's good. I, I think, you know, you make it right, Jesus, you know, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he will, um, not in the way probably we even want, Absolutely. but he will. Yeah. And I think, and we're not here yet, but we'll get there. Um, I think that's the the uh, heart behind what John says at the very end, mm, which yeah. he says, "Come quickly, Lord Jesus." Come, even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. It's mm-hmm. that idea of Maranatha. It's mm-hmm. this idea of God, do what you've done, said you would do. Yeah, right all this wrong. Yeah. Make yeah. it, make it, um, redeem it, um, and He will. Yeah, he will. Mm-hmm. And that gives tremendous hope in the midst of our mourning and uh, lament. Um, yeah. That. Our God is not dead. He is not asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, he knows what is happening, and he will take care of it um, in his own way, in his own time. Yeah. Um, and, and that should bring us joy and, and peace to know that it will all be made right mm-hmm. eventually. That's right. Um, so, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Mm. Well, here's where we turn it back over to you. Um, what is what is God speaking to you through these passages? What um, what is it in your life that God is saying, "Hey, it's right to lament these things"? And how could we help you as your pastors walk through that? Um, but then also, how could we encourage you? How could we encourage you that that as we see these things, knowing that if if Jesus returns soon. There, there's potentially people that we might know that would be in this group of people. And so how could we encourage you to help share the truth of the gospel with people? We'd love to be able to help you do that. You can email us at the path at lafayettefirst.life or comment on this YouTube or just call us. Come by the church. We'd love to talk to you about it. Um, or, or set up a time that we could, we could grab lunch together with you, and we'd love to talk with you about it um, because this is meant to be a conversation between us and you. Um, and uh, we hope that, that you'll, uh, you'll be involved in that conversation. But um, until next time, I am Jason. I'm Derek. And we hope you'll join us as we continue down the path.